0: This is Stuart
1: Collins out in Florida, a volunteer. And Stuart, just give us a little bit of background on you. Background.
2: Uh how you got interested in politics in general first. Um well I, I guess I really started getting into politics. Um when I was a teenager, I, I got a summer job at my dad's um factory and uh after after I was done working I would sit in the car waiting for my dad and uh I just would through the radio and I ended up on uh, our local talk station and uh, I think it was Sean Hannity at the time and, you know, it just started, it resonated with me. You know, I was working these hours and he was talking about the economy and it made sense and it started clicking to me and I guess it's just grown over the years and now that I'm in college at USF, I'm starting to, uh, I guess, put my foot forward and get active in politics with the Convention of States.
1: So specifically... Uh, you mentioned convention of states and the project, mm-hmm. uh, and you it, did you hear about that on Sean Hannity's show, or was there some, uh, some other thing that that drew you into that? It,
2: it wasn't Sean Hannity. I, I, I guess through the years I've bounced around from Sean, The Rush, to Savage, to Glenn, and I ended up on Mark Levin, and because uh, I'm a history major, and Mark Levin talks a lot about history, so he really attracted me. And I, uh, he talked about the Convention of States, and I got his book, uh, The Liberty Amendments, and that's what really, uh, really teed it off for me. It was, you know, he, he presented a solution for the people to um, fix the government and the problems that we're having. And, you know, there was the history, the legal background, to back this up, and that's what really got me involved in it. And I guess in the last year is really when I... Uh, started getting involved. You know, a lot of people had questions and um, I just decided, you know, we need to inform people about this. We need to educate them. And that's kind of the role I've filled as a volunteer is, you know, mostly on social media is answering a lot of the questions about, well, what is this? How does it work? And how are we doing? And that sort of stuff. Terrific. So you heard about the Convention of States as
1: as a concept from Mark Levin first. Did you hear about the actual convention of states project there because for a while he wasn't actually able to until we had our radio ads running he really wasn't able to say our website name um, the brand, but, yeah. but obviously but um, but obviously he referenced it quite a bit is did you just go out then and google and see where
2: it was at yeah that's pretty much i i don't remember exactly but you know his book kind of was started me down the path and i think somehow i ended up at the convention of states facebook page and you know i would I would occasionally pop on there and see what was going on and then um you know when Florida got really active um in twenty fourteen that's that's when I started i guess really getting involved as well was with the Florida uh application that passed, and wanting to be involved in that, and, you know contacting my representatives and then, like I said, educating people and my fellow citizens here in Florida,
1: so you mentioned Florida. And you mentioned mm-hmm. you somehow got got to the Facebook page and then got involved. Did your well, – what we have district captains within the Conventional States Project. Did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you, get you plugged in, uh, or did you just kind of
2: take off on your own? Um, I, my district doesn't actually have a district captain. There are a couple districts around me because uh, Tampa is a big metropolitan area, so our districts all are very close. Um, but yeah, my district didn't have one, so I just kind of took off on my own. Like I said, I do a lot of um, more social media stuff on Twitter and Facebook and getting that information out to people across the country and keeping them tapped in. And that's that's really where I've kind of filled that niche, I guess, for the Convention of States project. And it, and it really is being a, stud- a full-time student as well as working. You know, I couldn't do everything all the time, so... You know, being a social, I guess uh, some people call them social media warriors, you know, I could do it, you know, five minutes before class or, you know, an hour after I'm done studying. So it, that's that was really uh, where I fit in was um, with the tech stuff and getting people informed.
1: Well, I know that that's, that's where I came across you is, as uh, we had the flurry at the beginning of this year in 2015, when we had, you know, we were just counting them down every. There, there were first of all there were handfuls the first week. We we got into double digits real quick on filing our application, and there were a lot of questions. I know I know you followed the different states as they would would post and their Facebook pages would post, and there was obviously a lot of enthusiasm from people who were watching, saying this has to happen. How many do we need? And and people seemed to think that we were getting close to being done when. We're really just starting, and, and there was a lot of education. And you were really good at educating folks in, in concise answers. Of you know, we're we're just starting. We're going to need thirty four states, and you know, at, at that point, we only had three that had even gone through the whole process. And and a lot of people, obviously, the enthusiasm is there, but you were very effective, and you continue to be effective at uh, focusing people on. This is a, a long process, and we're just getting started. But jump on in, and I know you would you would post the map of uh, and the color-coded map of the states and uh, color-coding, mm-hmm. here's the ones who passed it, here's where we filed, You know, here's where it's, it's pending on one house or the other, and uh, very helpful to see that. So that's where I first came across you, and that's why I ended up uh, friending you on Facebook and eventually contacted you for this interview. So um, that was a long soliloquy on my part. Florida, <laughs> they passed it. They've passed yeah. the resolution, so what are you guys doing now? Because you've already passed it, so what's the convention states doing in Florida? Cause-
2: yeah, yeah, we we're we're done here in Florida. We were the third state. Uh, we passed it back in April 2014. Uh, Georgia beat us by about a month, and Alaska beat us by a couple days. So right now, what we've been doing is um, we continue to educate our um, educate our citizens down here. You know, the more people that we get behind this you know, not just, um, in each individual state, but nationally, you know, it carries a lot of weight that we can continue to tell people about this so that they can, uh, educate more people, the more, and the more and more we do this, our, our grassroots army is going to swell and the pressure is going to be put on these other States. So we've been doing that. Uh, I've, this past year, let me see, I've done, um, several volunteer events. We, uh, here in Tampa I worked with one of our local district captains at a Fourth of July event where we were signing people up at a Fourth of July parade. We had a booth set up. We were talking to them talking to them about this process. And it was really exciting to see so many people, you know, especially on the Fourth of July. You know, everybody's got their patriotism out. And we were getting people to sign up and they were like, Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I also went to the uh nine twelve freedom works convention over in orlando we were signing people up there so that's that's one thing that we're really doing the other thing we're doing is um we're holding mock conventions here in florida uh back in july we had a mock convention here in tampa and this past october we had another uh, mock convention down in i want to say fort lauderdale somewhere down there i wasn't able to attend that one but i did go to the one here in tampa and it was a great experience last thing is even though we're uh even though we are done officially um, we're still keeping in contact with our state representatives, um, you know, letting them know this is something we're very passionate about. It wasn't just a flash in the pan, hey, pass this and you know, we'll forget about it next year. Uh, we're staying with them. We're continuing to talk to them, especially since we have one very liberal representative here in Florida who uh last year tried to repeal all of Florida's Article five applications, not just the Convention of States application, but also um, the balanced budget um, amendments that have been around since the 70s. Um, we also passed one recently dealing with term limits, even though that's under convention of states. But she wanted to try and repeal all of them, so we were, um, you know, we got on the phones, lit up the Capitol uh, switchboard, and told them to shut it down, and you know they did. So we're having to keep our eyes out for that sort of stuff as well.
1: Uh, I was actually going to follow up with some of that. I, I want to to your mock convention in a minute, but uh, I just. Still want to stay on Florida, stirring up, educating, and mm-hmm. uh, again, what, what's again the, the long picture? The the big picture is once we have, once we get thirty four states, then we have a convention, then we got to go through ratification. So it's it's a long game we have to play, and we can't just go away. And and the good news is, Florida's not going away. I know I know I've spoken with some folks in Georgia. They aren't going away, even though they've passed it. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. I happen to know anybody in Alaska, um, so I haven't talked to anybody there, and I haven't talked to anybody in Alabama yet. But um, obviously our groundswell of support is continuing to build. The The ads on the Levin radio show have really uh, really propelled us immensely uh, here in Texas. We're having Definitely. a time keeping up with folks. Good. Now, I don't know if you've heard this, but it was announced at ALEC, whenever that was held, last week. I think that was last week in San Diego. Kind of based on what you've done with your mock conventions in Florida, uh, they plan – the Convention of States Project plans on having a nice nas- a national mock convention. And I believe they want state legislators involved when they do it sometime this coming year in 2016. They don't have everything worked out. But I would like you to flesh out uh, that convention that you went to, the mock convention. First of all, what is it? Kind of explain to folks what your intentions were, how that worked out, uh, how long it took. And just kind of walk through some of that. Uh, I find this fascinating, and something we want to do here in Texas.
2: Yeah, um, it, it was a great experience. Um, I was contacted by our state director um, about this um, mock convention that they were going to do here in Tampa, and uh, honestly, at first, I was uh, I was a bit hesitant about it. Um, the The idea of having a mock convention what they wanted to do is they want to simulate what a real convention would run like, you know, we'd go through, go through the process and everything. And at first I was a bit hesitant. Um, I was thinking, Oh, well, we'll, we'll have a bunch of uh, like-minded people all in the room and we'll pull out uh, Mark Levin's Liberty amendments and we'll all just, you know, sign off on the Liberty amendments and we'll have, you know, we'll be in and out in no time and everything. But it, 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 it was shock surprising that even among um, what was a mostly conservative group of people, we had about 30 people who uh, participated in the event, and we had a wide variety of ideas and passions about what was most important and coming from different perspectives. Um, We had young people, old people. Um, While most of us were Floridians, we did have uh, a couple people from Colorado and California who actually flew flew down here and uh, participated with us. So it was a really great experience um, where we went through all of um, basically the steps of what a convention would do. We got up, we proposed ideas of what um, what amendments we should draft. Uh, then once we had a full list, I think we ended up with, oh, I want to say like 70 ideas. It was, it was incredible. They they were expecting like 30. We ended up doubling that. Um, so we, we exceeded all expectations. So then we took that list and we started whittling down stuff. Okay. These two are so similar. We'll combine them together. And we would draft them draft an amendment. Well, then we take that amendment. We'd go back to the floor and we would debate the language of it. We'd look and see, okay, well, if we word it this way, that, really doesn't work. So we try it a different way. And then once we had, I think we ended up with uh, 10 fully drafted amendments. And in the end, we selected six that we would consider our package to be sent to the state legislatures. And um, we ended up with differing, um, I think we ended up with a balanced budget amendment. We ended up with term limits for the Supreme Court, term limits for Congress. So it was a really and, and they were not duplicates of Mark Levin's amendments, which is the best part, is these were our own ideas that we sat down and wrote out on our own. Um, so it, it was a really great experience to see how this process plays out. And it took us three days total, and it probably could have taken us another two days if we really wanted to, to get through everything we um, we proposed. So it was an incredible um, definitely eye-opening experience as to what a convention of states would look like.
1: All right, I- I'm going to have a couple follow-ups. So first of all, you, you what I find formative, and what I've always told people is, you ended up with amendments which didn't look like anything which anybody had actually read, right, from Mark Levin's book or anyone else. And and I always contend that I don't I don't think we have yet to see what one of those actual amendments, the actual wording is going to look like. Maybe something close. Because I, what you've said is you're going to get people with different ideas, different phrasing, um, and that's going to be good because you want that to work out. So i I got a, at least one structural question. I have two, actually. Did you first of all start the the convention trying to agree to a rule set, or was that prescribed as to part of the mock convention?
2: As part of the mock convention, what we did was we agreed to follow uh, Robert's Rules of Order, which is a general – um, I guess, legislative rule book that's pretty much agreed upon. Um, that way we didn't have to go through that initial process of a convention, um, when a, cause, because when a real convention convenes, they will have to adopt their own rules, and they will make their own, um, their own rules that are slightly different, um, but fairly similar to Robert's rules. Um, I, I think Congress operates off of a slightly adjusted version of Robert's Rules. So that's what we use as our base to follow. Okay,
1: and I understand that because for the general public, that's that's a more understandable uh, means. I know that the actual proposed draft rules that the conventional states have actually use, I think they're called Mason's Rules, which a majority of state legislators and uh, legislatures and I think Congress use uh, and they're specifically for that but uh to the rules did you discuss at all there the one state one vote rule or were you even were you even functioning in that way in which you had different
2: state delegations represented we did we did have a one state one vote rule the 30 volunteers that we uh, that were participating were randomly assigned to different states um so I was selected as a representative of Pennsylvania, and um, there were five of us. And we had, you know, five people represent Florida, five people represent Alaska. We had we had the uh, we had the three that had already passed, or the four that had already passed the uh, the resolution. So we rep- we had Alabama, Alaska, Florida, and Georgia represented, and then we picked some other ones. Um, we had Pennsylvania, we had uh, New Hampshire. And uh, so we, I think we ended up with seven seven states total was what we had present. That way it was an odd number. And we would go by one vote, one rule. And within each state of, of the five members, we would occasionally um, convene together, and we would have to decide between the five of us how are we going to go. And sometimes it was a quick, unanimous five yays. Pennsylvania's on board. But other times we had... You know three two decisions where we don't really like this and we would have to discuss for a couple minutes to figure out what we wanted to do what was, what was best and you could also and, and part of part of that experience also led to coalition building several of the states started to pair up because delegates saw eye-to-eye so much on certain issues my state like I said I, I, I'm mocking I mock represented Pennsylvania and uh the table next to us was uh Massachusetts and we saw eye to eye on a lot of things in terms of uh what was being proposed and then there was Georgia and Alaska were right next to each other and they saw a lot of things eye to eye and there were a couple times that you know the two parties I guess you could say were at odds so it did create conflict and we would have to work out work through our issues and and that's what really was great about the experience was seeing how Differences can be worked through in a legislative process, and that you know this was. There's no way to just ramrod something through or to completely throw this process off. It's so. It's almost hard to describe into words. It's. I can't even properly give it justice to see. It, it, it's something you almost have to experience in order to fully understand and comprehend.
1: A little more about the structure because you ended up with, and I think. I think you did post on Facebook that it was the number was in the 70s, the number of amendments. <laughs> you, did you have? I, I assume you did. That you had like small committees that would meet to draft amendments. Did they do it by? If they did that, did they do that by some type of subject matter and kind of dole out the different ideas that way? How did you end up getting 70?
2: When we when we initially started the convention, we um, opened the floor up. To every, every all of the delegates, and we would go up and we would present an, um, present our idea for a an amendment. Didn't have to be fully formed; it just had to be the rough idea, and that would be written down by our secretary. And she was an she was amazing. Just to give her kudos to to Vicky, if she's listening, she was amazing. Um, and uh, from there, what we did was um, we divided up. The the 75, I think it was, I'm looking at my notes now, we had 75 um, proposed amendments, and we divided up into three committees. Now, each committee was comprised of somebody from the different states. That way, each state was represented in each committee. And uh, what we did from there was we had a judicial uh, committee, which handled any bill that would affect the third branch of the Article Three uh, the judiciary, the Supreme Court. Um, we had one for the legislative, one for the executive. And then we also had, um, depending on the volume, some of the uh, other subjects would go in there, such as uh, dealing with budget. I think the budget went in under the uh, judiciary because it was uh, there weren't too many under the judiciary. So we divided up as evenly as possible. And those subcommittees were, are what we call the drafting committees, then spent the better part of a day, drafting amendments out of the list of – they probably – well, they had 25 amendments each roughly, and they whittled it down. And I think all the committees came back with probably about six or seven amendments. Well, I, I look forward to Texas
1: trying to do this, and I certainly look forward to see what happens when uh, the National Convention States Project attempts to do one of these. Sometime in the middle of the next year is what I'm, I'm anticipating what they're going to do. So, what have you learned that you want to share with others, especially as a volunteer? What is terrific about having you on is you're not somebody who's attached to a legislator, you're not somebody who's actually working in uh, what's in a, a true leadership position in the conventional state project, but you're one of the many people we actually we really really need on the ground doing a lot of the work which you've already described, which I hope has given some other folks who are listening some great ideas when they say, you know, I want to volunteer. What do I do? Well, do what Stewart's doing. Man. Get, get out to those events. Get out to the, whatever events held, the parade or the festival or whatever. Do that. But what have you learned that you want to share about being involved with the Convention States Project? Some of the things you've learned that are great and some of the things you want to avoid if you've found any of those.
2: I mean, I I would say the two Things that I've learned most would would be um first and foremost would be educate yourself um you know, educate yourself because you need to be able to understand what this process is. you know an informed electorate is the best electorate, so having everyone be able to explain this not only to understand themselves but also so that if they could explain it well to their state representatives when they, they meet with them, call them, write them, as well as um, be able to pass this knowledge on to their community, being able to explain to their neighbors and their coworkers what this is and um, so that they can understand it. And And this ties into the second thing that I've learned is don't let fear immobilize you. I mean, having been on social media so much, I've seen pretty much all the arguments made against Article 5. And I would say almost all of them are based off of two things. They're either uninformed or misinformed about what Article 5 actually is, or they let their imagination get the better of them. They're like, oh, well, they'll repeal the Second Amendment. But then when you break it down and realize, you know, the chances of them as a – as Michael Ferris often says, you know, the chances of the Second Amendment being repealed are about as good as him being appointed Supreme to the Supreme Court by Barack Obama. It's just not going right. to happen. It's, you know, there's there's the there's theoretical and then there's reality. And they're letting the theoretical and their imagination get better of them. And that's where, again, education. It's probably because I'm a history major right now and I'm in school that I'm so into the education part but it it really is just the cornerstone of what our movement is right now because we're in that phase where we're we're getting some of the state legislators aboard but the big hurdle is getting enough people informed about this and teaching them and explaining to them what is needs to be done and what you know they can do to make it happen and um i'd say the final thing that i've really learned about this is um and you've alluded to it and talked about it several times is that this is going to be a lengthy process and it was designed that way by our founders they didn't want um you know and this ties into the, con- the whole framework of the constitution they didn't want you know fleeting flash in the pan movements to dictate the way this country moved so they wanted That's why they created such high hurdles for the states to to have to clear in order to change the Constitution. So oftentimes I hear people say, well, what's taking so long? Why is this, why is it not done? I've heard about this for two years and you're not doing anything. And, you know, you have to sit down with them and explain. Well, first we have to get the state representatives on board, have to explain what their role is, what their powers are, and why this is important now. Then we have to do that in thirty five or thirty three other states getting 33, 34 states to agree to anything is a monumental monumental task. Then we have the actual process of okay they have to select legislature or delegates to the convention. then the convention actually has to be organized and take place then the states have to convene again to ratify the amendments so this is a process that's going to take several years. And the other part about it is a lot of people are looking at this as how to take out Barack Obama. And while, you know, many of us can agree with those sentiments, you know, we and disagree with our president, the, uh, the goal is much bigger than Obama. And it's dealing with the systemic problems that have plagued our country for several decades and have been caused by both parties. So we you have to, again... Educate people about what our goals are and what the end game of this is. And being again the history major here, um, I often turn to uh, the opening paragraph of Thomas Paine's *The Crisis*. You know, he talks about the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot shrinking, and that you know tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. And that's what we're going up against. This is not something that's going to happen in one year. This is going to take three, four more years possibly before it's actually done. And people have to have the resolve and the strength to see this through to the end if they want to see the country survive. I am really, really impressed. Um, When do you graduate?
1: I graduate in the spring. I got one semester to go. Uh, We got to get you – I know you're already way involved. We got to get you on board doing something – somewhere you're fantastic <laughs> you. I
2: appreciate that um
1: well uh, i i, do I plan
2: really uh this. i do plan once i graduate in the spring uh when i have more time available to um uh become a district captain here in my district um hopefully i'm still in florida but you know i got to see where my career takes me um but you know <laughs> wherever i end up i'm going to stay involved and keep pounding the pavement. My goal is to work with the National Park Service, as kind of ironic as that is, and uh, I'd love to work in uh, Fort Sumter or Ch- Chattanooga, Chickamauga. So that would take me somewhere where uh, we definitely need the help. You know, Tennessee and South Carolina haven't joined yet, so hopefully, may- maybe we'll join next year, but we'll see. Really appreciate your time.
1: Appreciate it so much. Uh, we'll we'll be following you on on Facebook and on Twitter and and i'm sure we're going to see you uh posting quite a bit once we have another flurry here coming up in
2: january and february. Oh yeah, i'm i'm getting ready for that. I'm um, I, I have a spread sh- i have a spreadsheet on my computer that i actually have all of the um legislation numbers and everything. Um yeah, yeah. Tech, I'm still i'm still boiling over te- what happened in texas this year.
1: Well, that, uh from someone who is actually sitting there watching that and uh uh I, I, we we have uh we have a, a good battle plan. Uh, now we aren't involved this year. We we got a whole another year to plan. Um unless yeah. unless we have a special session that it, there's an outside possibility of that but uh we're not counting on that, but um the the good news is we got a we we were off to such a late start last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I I explained that to everybody about Convention State's We've actually done remarkable things considering we've only been around for two years.
0: <laughs> well, oh, absolutely! Look at how much yeah. we've
1: already accomplished. It's it's unprecedented what's going on, and the wave is just continuing to build. Yeah. Um. I Stewart. Yeah, again. Thank what you happened so Memorial Day was much. an absolute travesty. It was. It was. It, um, yeah. We'll we'll see if we can avoid that. I I, I think we can. We're going to work. You know, one of those senators is gone. He decided yeah, to retire. Yeah. Almost immediately. Been a pleasure, Paul. That's all I got, Stuart. I, I appreciate that this so much.
2: Um, thanks, Stuart. Sounds good.